Bosses, it's the Digital Princess, and you're listening to The Boss Experience, where we share our personal stories as lady entrepreneurs. Now, this week, we have Delvia from Press for Kingdom Living. Now, you're thinking, like, what's press? Like, what does that mean? What do you mean, press? You're preparing, reviving, empowering, saving souls for kingdom living. Yeah. I'm going to, did I get, get I got yeah. it. Yes, yes, yes. You got <laughs> absolutely right. Okay, so I want you guys to tune in. Her goal is to help develop courageous, strong, like those women that you just can't knock down won't take no for an answer. So subscribe and multitask with us for 20 minutes. Secure your headphones, buckle your seatbelt, and turn up the volume because this is the inspiration you've been seeking. Boss lady, how are you doing today? I am great. I'm so well. Thank you for asking. Thanks for having me. I'm just absolutely about everything from last week, all the things I've learned. Um, I've been trying to put them in into use already. And you know, last week was our summit, so I had a wonderful chance to call a week with Miss Davia. And when I tell you her energy is amazing, I also was gifted her book. So I'm going to need all of you to go ahead and buy, what is it, Ashes to? Beauty for Ashes, Freedom from the Wrong Touch. And it's my personal story of overcoming child, the childhood trauma of being sexually abused. And I feel like that's just so much, whether it's something personal that you've gone through, or maybe it's a story that you've heard and you want to get a deeper inside look at like how those people are dealing with things mentally and like surviving and succeeding and putting it behind them, but knowing it also makes them who they are today. So I am very excited to dig deeper into that book and super honored that I was gifted. (laughs) But will you please just tell everyone a little bit about what your day was like today and where you're from? Okay, I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I, um, my day today, I am a social work administrator for the city of Philadelphia Department of Human Services, and I work in children and youth. So um, I've done everything from sex abuse investigations to investigations, truancy, um, expedited response, a kid may be injured and need someone out immediately. I've done that. I've been the after hours administrator for our call line where all the reports and everything come in. And for the last, uh, what is it, six years? Since 2014, yes, since 2014, I have um, been an administrator in the permanency region, which is adoption. All of the children's parental rights are terminated. So my job is to find them a forever family. Tell me how I was interviewing um, supervisors. I have a vacancy, so I was interviewing people for a supervisory position. But this is deep, everything you just said, because these are the situations away from or know nothing about. Like, this is where, where real privilege shows up, and you put yourself right in the middle of it all. Right. How yeah. has it changed your life after, you know, going through your abuse and then coming back in to help others that may be going through the same thing or feel abandoned and don't have a forever family? Like, how has that changed the course of your life? Well, I think um, it helps. I, I believe that my life experience 
is why I'm so passionate about the job. Um, because just because we weren't born in a privileged family or weren't born on the right side of the tracks, if you will, don't mean we have to stay on that side. And um, I just believe that I bring a different passion, a, a different look or a different perspective to the job because I can relate to some of the children that um, it just so happened I wasn't removed from my biological family because no one knew about what I went through. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I feel that my life experiences helped me relate to the children and they, and they relate to me. Because even though I'm three times removed from case management, to know the children on my caseload because it's my job to help find them a forever family and how can I find them a family if I don't know what they're going through or don't know about their personalities or anything because I can say oh that's not going to be a good fit for Johnny because Johnny don't like x y and z mm-hmm so tell us more about because I think that also inspired you to start the press for kingdom living on the because that's outside of your um, like working with the social workers and with the kids and everything, that's your own personal venture, right? Yes, yes, yes. So tell us more about that, like when it started, how you got on the ground running. <laughs> okay, so one day I was sitting at my desk. Um, I've been at my job, this is my 24th year, uh, the 8th of this month. And um, I was sitting at my desk and I said, my cheese have been moved. It's a book um, called Who Moved My Cheese? And it's basically about being in a place where you're not being personally fulfilled anymore. And so what I found out, what- No, we're not talking about cheese. This is like a metaphor. Yes, yes. Cause I'm like, girl, somebody took your cheese and why was it on your desk? (laughs) No, okay, go ahead. Yes. So basically what was happening was I wasn't fulfilled in my job anymore. And um, what came out of that, when I was go- when I went to graduate school, I talked about wanting to open a group home or having an agency to help people. And everything I was doing to try to start this agency or this program wasn't working. And it didn't work until I yielded to God's call for me to go to seminary. So I wound up going to seminary. That's how the book was birthed. That's how I was able to heal from my past trauma. Because even though I was working here, I still was, um, wasn't healed or whole, if you will, because I was still dealing with some of the um, residual effects of the trauma. So what exactly is seminary for us, those of us who don't know? Um, I, it's actually school to become a minister. You learn about, well, you don't become, a, you don't have to become a minister. You go, you go to learn about the Bible um, and religion and your relationship with God. And it can get deeper because like I find, like I feel so close to God. I talk to him every day, but mm-hmm. I'm not a person that can recite a Bible verse or mm-hmm specific stories and when I get with like I have one really good friend that's just like in it the bible like is written all over her bible at this all over her body at this point Mm -hmm. it's so it feels so good to be around her and hear these stories and I'm like dang I wish I could get deeper into the bible so that sounds like even though I may not become a minister or pastor or anything that sounds like something that maybe we could all look into get a little bit closer to god y'all 
And it, um, because when I went to seminary, I didn't think I was going to be a minister. My purpose in going to seminary was to be able to add Christian counseling to my resume. Because by being a social worker and I'm saying, okay, I can be a Christian counselor and then that's my agency. I can offer regular counseling because I have a bachelor's and master's in social work. Then I have the master's in theological studies and offer Christian counseling. And, you know, it really was a setup. God set me up, you know, because that's not what came out of it. Um, what came out of it was the book of my trauma. And I also um, became a minister. So you have a home church now or you have a church you're the minister of? No. Um, I've been a minister at several churches. I'm not at, uh, I don't have a home church at this time. And still that, for to... say that again. I, I was just saying, I'm still looking for a home church. Um, you know, it's, um, because I'm trying to move, I didn't want to really commit to a place. And then you have to, when you're looking for a home church, you have to um, be able to go along with the pastor's plan. And me operating my own ministry might not be. You might not be able to make the moves you want to when right. you want to. Right, right, exactly. So um, I go to church every Sunday. Um I do have a spiritual covering, but um, being actually being a member of a church, I'm not. Do I pay tithes? Yes. <laughs> okay, we got to make sure we do that. Like, I, because I notice when I don't pay my tithes, how struggling my life gets. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so you know, let's talk a little bit more about that because I feel like church in general is just changing and when I tell you guys, it's just so inspiring and motivational to be around this woman, like whether we can get you on YouTube or get your own podcast going, I would really love to help you with that and really get your following going where they know they're like, Oh, I need to hear a word and they can go right to you because moving and trying to commit to a certain location, especially just these days with transportation and COVID and everything going on, this mm. is something that's going to be in place no matter where you go. Right, right, right. I love it. So tell us more about the events that you do through press. Okay. So, um, I do luncheons, tea parties, um, any kind, like I published a second book called beauty for ashes messages of hope. And that is myself and six other authors, um, talking about places where God met us in low places in our life. So you think that, you know, the, sexual abuse was a low place but I also you know after being healed and going along in my life you know everything was going great and I had two people who were very close to me betray me and that was very disheartening it really shook me at my core because these were people that I would call if something was going on good I would call them if something was going on bad it's like um they were core people in my life yeah it's never the people you expect and that's what mm -hmm. hurts so bad well you know what I've realized is that in my life had to end because where I was going they couldn't go and I'm a loyal person so God knew that only way to remove them out of my life is they had to do something disloyal and that's what happened 
Because other than that, we still be friends. I'm Chucky, your friend to the end. Will you please recite this Bible verse? I leaned over to your daughter because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't. I, what did she say? I am a sheep among wolves. And then she told me it's Matthew 10, 16. Oh, oh, okay. So <laughs> that was good. Girl, that hit me to my core. Please say it for the people. Okay. So um, when I went through that um, betrayal, you know, I, I always cry cry out to God about different things and he generally if you listen he will speak to you but you have to be quiet and listen and the thing that he did was he gave me that bible verse and it's um when Jesus was elevating the disciples to apostles he told them he said I'm sending you out as sheep amongst wolves be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove I didn't understand it at first why God kept giving me that scripture. But when I kept praying about it and praying about it, I said, okay, let me see what these animals are about because it's all animals in that scripture. So I looked at the sheep and you know, most people think sheep are dumb or blind, but sheep aren't dumb or blind. They just have um, where they have like, um, they can't see close up. They have good vision far off so that's why I said that we have to be mindful of the people that are up close on us because we're blinded to them sometimes because they're close to us yeah so we have to look at them you know assess them you know the people that's around you what do you think are some good things to look for when you're start opening your arms to inviting new people in your circle <laughs> my daughter always tell me, mom, slow down, slow down. You're so trusting. You're so trusting. And, um, I go off of energy. I go off of energy. Do I vibe with this person? Like when I met you, I said, oh, this is a genuine spirit. I can tell when, you know, um, a person is a genuine spirit. And some of that come from, you know, how I grew up, you know, what, what happens when a child, um, is abused or they grow up in a domestic violence home, you learn to read the temperature of people and the room. And that's one thing that I was kind of good at is, okay, this is not a safe place for me or that person is not a safe person. Exactly. And one that I like, women, we like to talk. When we meet new people, we are talking a lot you know it's like like we're really getting along but what i've noticed is i'm such a listener and i care so much and i get really involved when people are telling you stories that we may not even talk about me so if that goes on second conversation third conversation that person may be a little selfish and i'm really good at like <laughs> befriending selfish people because i'm thinking like oh like you know i hear you i want to be your support system and then I turn around and I don't have a support system. So that's one thing I've been trying to notice on top of this great advice. Man. And then you, you being from Philly, like give me a little bit of the dynamic of just being in the Philly community and getting support from around your city. Like what's that been like for me personally and my, um, business I have a following um but I don't feel Philly is my place 
if that makes sense. I have people here that I'm connected to. I have people who come and support all the things that I do. But do I feel that this is where God would want me to be? I really don't think so. Because um, there's a lot of people here doing the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So, so the competition's thick. Whereas you guys could be working together. Like when I was telling you last week, all of my uncles have a church on the same block. Why are we not in the same church? So are you saying with the support, with, oh no, hold on, hold on. So with the women in Philly that are also doing empowerment, Christian brunches, tea parties, and events are you saying that you're not seeing the same support it's more of competition it is it is it is and and that's unfortunate it's really unfortunate because we're trying to do the same thing we're trying to do the same thing um i support i'm very supportive of things that i want to attend um no matter whether the person supports me or not if it's a topic that i need then I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I wonder where God is calling you to. I will definitely follow. Wherever wherever your next event is, you can count on it. Okay? Well, I do have some plans. And um, I do um, have, you know, vision of what, you know, is up next for me and where God is leading me as far as beauty for ashes is concerned um like i said i've been working in child welfare for the past 24 years and adoptions and one of the things that i've seen is our youth are aging and when i say our youth most of the children we service are black and brown children and they're aging out of the system with you know not a forever family they don't have really a place to go they're going from you know our housing to maybe a shelter system or something and one of the things the lord laid on my heart is to do beauty for ashes transformation center and this would be a place where youth can come and get therapy for their trauma and i also would like to have a vocational component to it where if you want to do hair i'll have a stylist teacher there to help the girls learn hair or guys learn how to do hair you want to do carpentry there will be a carpenter there to help you and give you hands-on training you want to do welding you know what offer all kinds of vocation things to the youth and also um life skills and then when you finish the program there will be a mentor attached to it to help you through the process if you have any um through life if you have any questions or concerns so that's one thing that um is my ultimate goal in getting completed. I am so excited to just watch you on your journey. I know it's going to be wonderful. You're doing the Lord's work. You're doing such great things for these kids. And I mean, without people like you, they would just be forgotten about. So this is very important work. Never, ever give up. Continue to keep trailblazing. I'm definitely going to be offering my support wherever... I mean, if you end up doing like clothing drives, food drives, like whatever it may be, like just always keep me and, you know, Boss Summit in mind because this is what we love. Right. Yes, yes, yes. This is what we love. So tell me, um, what is 
it doesn't have to be flying or anything but out of your time making it through you know the trials and tribulations of your life what has been your superpower that's helped you continue to push through god amen nobody said that yet and i don't know why god has been the core of who i am you know sometimes people say oh every time i talk to you all you talk about is god 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 because first of all when I say I came from nothing, you know, um, my dad was a heroin addict and my mom, um, at four, when I was 14, had a mental breakdown. So I pretty much had to fend for myself. And, um, when I say I came from nothing, I should not be where I'm at in life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's people that experience the same things that I experienced that didn't make it, that's still struggling. Mm-hmm. And it was only because God's hand was on me because he knew I would be the one that was bold enough to talk about what I went through. I wouldn't be ashamed of the things that I had did or had to go through to get where I'm at. So that's why I know that God's hand is on me. Because there's people, who, like I said, been through what I've been through and didn't make it. Amen. That is a beautiful superpower and we all have it. But if you can tap in, it it becomes a superpower. Yeah. So please let everybody know where they can keep up with you. Make sure they're at the next event. DM you for any type of encouragement. Like let them know your Instagram. My Instagram is press for kingdom living or Miss Delvia. Okay. We got, we got the business and we got the personal. So no excuse. (laughs) Thank you so much, Ms. Delvia, for joining us today. Um, Do you have any last gems that you want to leave for our sisters? Well, um, we will be doing a vision board party in December. I am looking for a venue um, now, and um, I have been able to um, secure one speaker, um, Sharia Livingston from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, who is living rich. Um, she will be coming. Um, and as we get more, as we, once we secure our location, then more information will be given out. I do have some other people I'm trying to secure. It's going to be strong. Yes. Telling you yes. it's all going to be good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm pumping. I'm hyped about um, this event um, because I heard how she manifested her dream of having a clothing business. And there are people who want to manifest their dreams. And that's place to come learn how to manifest their dreams. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining today. Make sure you guys subscribe, follow, rate the Boss Experience podcast, and don't miss an episode.